What's up, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan, and I am the host of the Budget Trek Podcast. Before we get into the show, I want to talk about our sponsor. SocialX is a community of entrepreneurs working together to make a positive impact on the world, scale their businesses, make more money, and build their networks with like-minded individuals. They have weekly mastermind calls featuring top business leaders, online courses, and amazing entrepreneur events all over the country, which teach entrepreneurs how to go from zero to six figures. If you're interested in learning more about SocialX, go to socialxevents.com and tell them you came from the Budget Trek podcast. Now, on to the show. Today, we have the co-founder of our sponsor, SocialX, the founder of VA Connections, Mr. Aaron Platt. Aaron, what's up, man? What's going on, Brady? Those positions that I just said about you, I found on your LinkedIn, and obviously, there's more to you. So, who is Aaron Platt? What's your story? I guess we'll go back to kind of the beginning and like where, where I started from. So, out of high school, I, I Grew up playing sports and doing a whole bunch of different stuff. And I kind of always was always doing entrepreneurial type stuff. So everything that I did, I kind of figured out how to monetize without knowing that I was monetizing it. So, for example, when I was growing up, when I was really young, I would breed snakes. And I had a whole bunch of snakes and I would breed them and I would sell them. And it just so happened like that. I started playing lacrosse. I started stringing heads. You know, when I was really young, I played Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon and all that stuff. And I was selling the cards. So... Anyways, growing up, I started like kind of doing that stuff and going into high school, I had a whole bunch of like bad chain of events that led me going into college. I got kicked out of high school, didn't get to finish my my senior year of lacrosse, a whole bunch of stuff. And I went into college just kind of going there because all my friends were going there. I got into kind of a whole bunch of debt and I'll kind of say, I'll make it a long story short, but basically I, I was going to school without actually going to school, telling everybody I was going to school. I was doing that for a little bit, um, kind of jumping from school to school. And I ended up at uh, Florida State or in Tallahassee going to school, going to the community college over there. And basically, I started working for a bar and I was doing, I was a bartender there. And basically, I, I got a big tax return because I was working in all these restaurants and all this stuff. And I went out and bought a drone. I don't know why. I just like, I was like, screw it. I'm going <laughs> to spend all my money on one thing. Definitely not the best idea. Um, but I bought a drone and I started like filming stuff. just friends, realtors, whatever I could, right. fraternity stuff. And then the bar one day was like, hey, we need a marketing guy. You know, we need somebody to come in and help us, blah, blah. And I just, I was like, are you guys paying? And they're like, yep. And I was like, I will do it. You know, <laughs> I was like, all right, sure. I kind of said yes to it without really knowing what I was doing. I ended up building them a website and basically making content. And I was basically putting ads on Instagram. And they, they were smack dab in the middle of Florida State's campus. So it was super easy. They just, they, they weren't selling liquor. They had no liquor menu. They weren't promoting anything. They had no specials, et cetera. So I was just like, it was very easy for me to see that. I was like, okay, look, you guys don't have any specials. You guys aren't promoting anything. You guys don't have a website. You're not spending any money on advertising, et cetera. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to create good content. We're going to make a website. We're going to make an Instagram and Facebook. And we're going to run ads. And it ended up working super, super well. I mean, we exploded. So anyways, I realized that I, I was good at that, or I could see things a little easier than people and marketing and advertising and stuff along those lines. So and I had grown up kind of doing content creation and my mom was a photographer, et cetera. So content was easy for me. The creative stuff was pretty easy for me. So I was stuck between basically saying like, all right, I'm either going to go to school, spend all my money and live like shit until I get out of school. And to go back to it, I was probably taking one, maybe two classes at the time. Or I'm going to go try and do this. So anyways, I met with one of my, actually one of my fraternity brothers at the time, and he was doing something similar. He was graduating. He was super good at media, all forms of media. And we started 
something called elevated marketing and media and basically moved to Orlando. He moved home. We like actually before that, we actually like took our, our Tallahassee house and like turned one room into like an office and just put a bunch of computer stuff in there and just started going at it for anything that we could. Long story short, learned a whole bunch, didn't make any money, like no money at all. Um, moved back to Orlando, had to get a job, did a whole bunch of stuff. And then I actually got like a, a decent break. I started working for like a modeling agency doing some stuff. We got an office in downtown Orlando. I started working with a couple guys that I still love to this day. Great guys. We started a company called Delphini, which was like a swimsuit drop shipping bikini company. It was honestly the best thing that I've ever done because I learned so much about marketing and I learned so much about setting up a company and branding and content and distribution and you know, without getting out of the story too much, but I think everybody kind of has a business or a venture or a side gig or something that they start early on. That's purely a learning experience, right? Like they think it's going to be super successful and they're going to do it, but it is only there to get you started on your journey. And it's only there to actually give you some, some foundation for you to, you know, build something else off of. Delphine was actually kind of successful. We, you know, we did a whole bunch of stuff with like influencers. Like we basically took all of our connections at Florida state, sent bikinis to like hundreds of girls. So, you know, all these girls had like five to 10,000 followers, maybe 20,000 followers. So they weren't influencers, but we realized that, okay, the bikinis are $8. We send it out to them. They get one sale. We make our money back. Mm -hmm. And we had all these girls on the same campus. So we had hundreds of girls all within the same friend group posting at the same time. So it was like a huge compound effect. And it worked. Got to the point where we're like, okay, there's four people running this one bikini company. We all can't live off this. What the heck are we going to do? So we started doing the marketing stuff again. Long story short, that ended up not working. And I went into Social Summit, which was uh, more of like myself and another guy running more marketing operations and some other stuff. And that's really where I started seeing like my first success in, in kind of entrepreneurship. We're a media marketing agency. So we were basically creating content for companies, helping them understand how to market to their target audience and then how to distribute the content in order to actually get in front of their potential clients. So we were doing that for a while, bumped into Justin randomly in Miami at a, at a conference. I was at the bar at like an after party or after cocktail mixer or whatever. And I was taking a shot of tequila with my other two business partners at the time. He walked up, he was like, that, that tequila? And I was like, yep. And he was like, oh, no way. I took a shot with him. And then we started talking. And then like three or four weeks later, he shot me a DM. He's like, hey, I want to put entrepreneurs together. Um, you know, this is what I'm passionate about. I love networking, making those connections happen to create opportunities, et cetera. And I was like, yeah, I, I absolutely, I, I love where your head's at. I, I completely agree with you. I've been to a whole bunch of events in the last year and they've been nothing but sales fests and pitch fests and all this stuff. And literally that's where Social X was born. So yeah. drove to Tampa, started building a website, started lining things up. We had no clue what we were doing other than we wanted to put an event together and it went from, you know, we want 50 people to hundred people to 150 to 200 to 300 to 400 to 450. And then it was like, okay, it's gonna be one day to three days. It, it just got crazy. And yeah. we ended up putting together a pretty successful, uh, awesome event. And then after that, you know, we had the mastermind come about just purely off of like the fact that everybody that we had at the event, they were looking for that kind of like atmosphere and, expert like basically being able to be surrounded by good people like-minded individuals i think that was the biggest problem getting started was i was coming from the fraternity groups and like my friends from high school and all this stuff and i didn't have anybody around me that was actually doing entrepreneurship or trying to progress in any real way right they were all still in the let's drink let's go out let's get girl i mean it was just like 
you know, nothing against it because it's, you know, that's 19, 18 years old. Like, for sure, that's what you're going to be about most of the time. But anyways, a lot of these people were in my situation when I was 19, 18 years old. And I really, like, I felt that. Justin felt that for sure. So Mastermind came out from purely just seeing what the, like, what our audience and, like, what people that we had connected with wanted. And that's where the Mastermind came. You know, we want to create an atmosphere that kind of took those events, made it digital, gave them access to a lot of stuff that can help them build and made it available for, you know, the right types of people so they could go week to week, day to day, instead of one event a year and they get all this motivation, they go home and fall straight back into it. Then from there, we went into uh, VA Connections and VA Connections was basically, you know, we, we realized that this is a super, super great way to scale companies and businesses. And one of the biggest things that kills early on entrepreneurs is they try and do everything themselves. You know, they don't delegate, they don't create systems. Like there's, there's a whole bunch of things that is really hard to learn unless you have somebody that can kind of teach you. Now we're here and, you know, we've, we've got an office here in Tampa and everything's kind of going really, really heavy into 2020. Kind of ranted a little bit there, but no. yeah, that's the, whole, that's the whole thing in a super short description, I guess, summary. No, that's good because I think everything adds up together. Like the fact that you breeded snakes, first of all, insane, but... Super weird, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the start of your entrepreneurial journey and it's like, everything kind of compounds off one another. And I, I thoroughly believe if you take out a few pieces of your story, so like if you didn't do the swimsuit thing, if you didn't ever do the marketing for the bar, you probably wouldn't be where you're at today. Absolutely not. I wanted to ask you though, cause I wrote this question down right when you said it, why did you get kicked out of high school? Actually, it's kind of, it's kind of a funny story. Honestly, it's, it's not, I like I didn't do anything bad really. I, you know, I was, I was a high school kid. Um, basically they found steroids in the parking lot. So they searched the entire strip of cars that yeah. like, they found it in the, in the lot. So in high school, I, I really liked smoking weed and I basically, you know, my, my car didn't smell right. It smelled like right. <laughs> what you would expect it to smell like. And basically they searched the car, didn't find anything. The police officer was like, okay, well it smells. We got to search it more. Went in between my seats, uh, pulled out, uh, I don't know if you know a blunt roach, like the end of a, yeah. you know, of something that you smoke. And um, he's basically like, yeah, if you if this test for THC, you know, you're, you're done for. And I was <laughs> like, I was like, you, you gotta be kidding me. Like, please tell me you're joking. And yeah, they didn't find anything. They didn't see anything in the car. I don't even know when that was from, et cetera, but yeah, they found it and uh, kicked me out of high school. So I went to virtual school, graduated early. Um, still from that high school, but they didn't allow me to walk or anything. Yeah. And it, was, it was kind of ridiculous, but got to finish school early, started working earlier. Honestly, I think it, it really like it, it put me in a different mindset than all of my friends and where I was previous to it. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of just walked through like, you know, I was, I was playing varsity sports. I was doing stuff, you know, I just like didn't really, I thought I was like, you know, invincible almost like as all seniors in high school do. And then they get mm-hmm. into the real world and they're like, oh shit. And I kind of got thrown into that early. And I think that really like changed my mindset super quickly. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I had worked, uh, I'd been working jobs since I was 14. You know, my, my family, there's, there's, I have a lot of brothers and sisters. My parents are divorced. So like, as far as the financial support, there really was none other than, you know, them like helping pay for sports and all that stuff. But if I want anything, I had to go get it. Yeah. I worked a job from 14 on and I got kicked out of school immediately when I got a job, worked full time and graduated within like two or three weeks. Like I literally just took all my classes and I was like, you know, screw this. I'm, I'm getting done with school. Graduated like two months early, just knocked out all the rest of my classes in like two to three weeks. So, I think that's something you said, I think is huge among entrepreneurs because 
you know, like you said, like you're in high school, you're at the top of the totem pole. You graduate high school, you automatically go to the bottom of the totem pole. And then you eventually get to the top again in college and then you graduate and you're, then you're at the bottom all over again. And that's entrepreneur space. No matter when you start, you're always going to start at the bottom and you got to work your way up. Of yeah. course, some people work up quicker than others, but I think ego is a huge thing where like if you, if you think you're hot shit when you start as an entrepreneur, like yeah. it's going to negatively affect your entire path until you can realize like I, I don't know what I'm doing 100% of the time and I got to ask other people and have humility and kind of break down that ego. But at the same time, you know, it's kind of a weird combination because ego can hurt you. But the other side of ego is it's like confidence, which you need confidence right. to be an entrepreneur. So absolutely, just riding that fine line is huge. But the cool thing about you being kicked out is it forced you to figure it out earlier. Granted, it was only a few months, but I think a few months in terms of the entrepreneurial journey is huge. You can do yeah. a lot in a few months. But I wanted to jump yeah. to this. You went through all this. You did the content creation for the bar. And then you started Delphini where you were doing mm -hmm. bikinis and whatnot. Social X to me, since I'm a part of it, is like connections. Like right. you get connections with people all over the country. You're connected with people that are way higher than you and people that are way lower than you, but you're all in one bubble. Mm -hmm. So when you were starting this Delphini thing and you realized, okay, we've got to use our connections to make this thing work. How important is that? Because what if you didn't have the connections? What if you didn't know the girls to market those bikinis? what would have happened then and how would I have branded into social X, which is like, okay, we want to put connections in front of every single person that's in this mastermind. I mean, that's a good question. I mean, so first of all, Delphini wouldn't be there if we didn't have all those, those girls around. And, and to be completely honest, like we didn't have those connections. What we did was, was very lucky. And honestly, we didn't know what we were doing at the time, but we created a FOMO. Like people were fear of missing out. No one knew who Delphini was. No one knew who was running it. I didn't tell all these people I was running it. They just saw this bikini being posted with every single girl that was at the kind of top of the totem pole and all these sororities, right? right? So we didn't know a lot of these girls. Like we honestly, to be completely honest, like we, we didn't know a majority of them. Like we knew a couple of them and we kind of leveraged them. And then all of a sudden we were getting contact and contact and contact and contacted and then at that point, it was super easy for us to reach out. Basically, we, we put the bikini on a couple influential girls. Then their friends saw it. And we made sure they were all posting at the same time. So like me and you, Brady, we're in, the, we're in opposing fraternities, right? And we're both wearing this new tank top that's just sick. Mm -hmm. And we both, we're at the top of the totem pole at each of these fraternities. We post it at the same time. Everyone's like, oh, where'd you get that? Like, I want one. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we're contacting those people that just saw me and you post it saying, hey, We'll send you this if you just post about it. It yeah. just created this like wave. The entire social media, Instagram, Facebook, like community on the Florida State campus knew about Delphini. And it was, it was just like, it was super easy. And then we were doing promotions. Like our deal was like all bikinis, no matter what, are $19.99. Girls were ordering like six or seven. It was just so easy. And we had no clue what we were doing. We never spent a dollar on Facebook ads. We never even had a pixel on our site. Like, dude, we, we did not know what we were doing. We we're really good at making stuff look really good. And we were good at content marketing at the time. So like we had a really, really good store set up. We had a lot of options. We surveyed girls actually, which was really cool. We called and talked to like probably 10, 20, 30 girls and had them pick the outfits for us and pick the bikinis and all that stuff. And then we would put them on the site. And then one of the biggest things that made kind of Delphini go, go big was 
one of my fraternity bros at the time, uh, his, his family owns like a really nice boat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, can we, can we like shoot a commercial on your boat? And he was like, yeah. And what we did is we just like took a picture of the boat. We put it on Instagram. We're like, Hey, I can't remember. I think it was, if you buy a bikini or something, you get entered to, um, shoot the, the 2017 Delphini summer commercial. It freaking exploded, dude. It was crazy. It was, it was awesome. And like all these people are opting in. You had to be an ambassador with us to win. So we just had like all these girls kind of funneling in. And even guys, like we, we started doing guys swimsuit stuff. We shot a commercial. It ended up, you know, not doing the greatest, but it was fine. Like we just yeah. learned all this stuff. So as far as connections, like I think connections are like, you know, they're, they're the blood of your, your company and they're the blood of like being able to get started. When I look back, like through the early stages, elevated marketing media, right? I didn't know anybody. I was doing everything myself. I had no clue. I couldn't ask anybody questions. I didn't have any friends doing it. It was hard to stay motivated. Like the whole thing was depression. Like if you're by yourself and you're trying to start a business and you really have nobody else to talk to, like, like for example, Brady, me and you having this conversation, there's probably 0.0001% of the people that you know that you can actually have a conversation like this and they're actually going to care. They're actually exactly. going to give you good feedback. They're going to be able to talk to you, et cetera. Exactly. So I didn't have anybody like that until very late on, probably halfway through um, Social Summit. And once I got those connections and I started collaborating and, you know, kind of networking and making a point to network and connect with people, that's when everything started going a lot smoother mm-hmm. because I was able to kind of break down barriers and walls before I was running into them. Because at first I was just, I had a blindfold on and I was just driving down the highway. Yeah, just swerving, bumping into the railings, you know, bumping into cars, and then I had somebody in my driver's seat, and they were telling me like, "Yo, take a right, you know, hey, take a left, etc." And like, I think the best way to look at like mentorship and and your your circle and like the people around you is like, like if you're getting in a car to go drive somewhere, you know where you want to go, right? I want to go to Dillard's, I want to go to Macy's, I want to go, I'm gonna go to the mall, I'm gonna go get to a grocery store. You know where you want to go, but you have no clue what's on the road in between that. Like there could be a road shut down. You got to take an alternate route. could start raining. Your tire could pop, like all these different things. And like, if you just map it out before, so like a GPS, like a mentor, right? A GPS, like, okay, Mm -hmm. you jump in the car. You've never been to this destination. You type it into your maps, right? The map's going to give you the best route. It's going to tell you, hey, this road's shut down. You need to go this way. So you miss that entire roadblock before you even get there. You already have a map to go around. So as far as like mentors, you kind of like look at them as your GPS. And if you take that wrong turn, they're going to help you get back on the right route. And the people around you are the same thing. It's like, you know, they're, they're the ones pushing you. They're the ones playing the music, you know, keeping that atmosphere good in the car. So you're not just sitting there. It's so powerful to have good people around you. If you look at anybody that's successful, their circle and the people they talk to every day, their team, you know, their friends, the people that they'll go get a beer with, the people they'll go to dinner with, the people they're working out with, like they're successful too. Like that's just what it, that's how, that's how it works. So if you're, if you're, you know, getting started and you're stuck and you're still working and talking and hanging out with people that, you know, are, are not doing what you're trying to do or have no vision to do something like you're trying to do. I mean, you don't have to get rid of them, but start elevating your circle, start, start doing stuff elsewhere, start looking for new people to hang out with, et cetera. And it's not like, I'm not saying like cut them off. Like I still talk to all my best friends from high school, all my good people, you know, and they're, they're starting to get to a point now where they're like really progressing mm-hmm. and like I can talk to them again. Right. But like two, three years ago, they had, they, all they want to do is drink, smoke and, you know, college. Right. Yeah. But now they're all getting to a point where it's like, 
okay, now they're starting businesses. Now they're going after certain things. Now they're trying to network. Now they're trying to develop. Now they're trying to get into personal development. Now they're self-educating. And now they're coming back into my life in a great way. You can distance yourself from people without cutting them off completely. It's almost full circle. As soon as they get to a point, they'll introduce back in your life because they're now on the same vision or mission that you are. You know, you always read about it where you never want to be the smartest person in the room. You pretty much always want to be the dumbest person in the room because you want to constantly be leveling up around who you're surrounding yourself with. My best friends aren't entrepreneurs, right? And that's okay. They don't have to be entrepreneurs, but I want to surround myself with like-minded people that want more out of life and Mm -hmm. want to make a bigger impact and are willing to do whatever it takes to get there. And of course, I definitely think it's kind of like a trial and error game. Just because you surround yourself with someone who wants more for themselves doesn't mean that they're a good person to surround yourself with. Yeah. Just because someone makes a lot of money, has a lot of knowledge, doesn't mean that they, they could still be toxic is what I'm trying to say. So Absolutely. the entrepreneur space like, is so predicated on personal finance because 90% of entrepreneurs are one-man shows. Your personal finances and your business finances are one and the same. It's just the way it is. You know, you realize that investing in yourself, investing in mentors is ultimately what's going to propel your business to the next level. So how did you justify that? Because it's such a gray area of like, how much do I invest in myself? If it's my last $10,000, do I invest in myself? Or do I need money to pay bills for the next month? So what has been your method for approaching that throughout the years? If you're in a situation where you only have a couple thousand dollars in your bank account and you're working a nine to five and you're in that position where you really want to do something more, but you don't necessarily know, I think the only thing to do is invest in yourself. You like people are so scared to put a thousand dollars towards a networking group or $500 towards a course or whatever the case may be. But I mean, if, if you look at it, like the only reason that you're in that position is because of what you've done up to that point. Mm-hmm. So you going out to eat 10 times a week, you going to the bar and spending more money than you can, you um, working an hourly job, right? So all of these things, like they, they add up and they put you in the position that you're in. You realize the only way to get out of it is the self-education route, the investing in yourself route, mm-hmm. getting around new people. That thousand dollars that you're spending is ultimately like, it could potentially pay off a hundred thousand times, right? Yeah. You meet that one person, you meet that one business partner, you get a new opportunity, you start working a really good sit, whatever the case is, right? And another thing is like, you learn things that you don't already know. And that's huge. Like yeah, it's you're, priceless. you're at the bottom floor, you walk up the first floor and then you seal it off with cement. You go to the second floor, you seal it off with cement. It's like, you can only fall back down so far. So like mm-hmm. if, you're, if, if, if you're constantly investing yourself, your mindset, your, your education, your network, et cetera, like it's going to pay off. It's actually crazy you say that because before I joined Social X, first of all, didn't want to because of the money. I did, but I was like, you know, I, I just can't justify spending money on myself when this whole entire journey has been built upon me getting out of debt, right? It's like, it's, it's <laughs> such a backwards thinking. And I was like, I, I'm, I'm so transparent. So I don't want to lie to people and say I'm not doing stuff that I actually am. So I talked to my wife. She was kind of scared about it too. She's like, I just, I don't know. You know, it's a scary situation. But now it's like I see the connections I've built. Like we wouldn't know each other if it wasn't for Social X. And it's like, you can't put a price on that. And then again, along with that, I went to Vegas last month to a mastermind that probably cost me over $1,000. 
like, yeah, I could have put that thousand dollars towards debt, but everything I learned there and the people I met and like the podcast interviews I've been able to schedule because of that event are priceless. So the, the thing about investing in yourself of what I've learned is like you said, I'm still learning of what is the best investment for myself? What should I not do just yet? But it speeds up the process. Like Social X, y'all probably could have created Social X, but where it is today probably wouldn't have happened for a few years. But forging those connections, investing in yourself, it, it sped up the process to where like, okay, we now know the more we pay, the more we invest in ourselves, the bigger return we're going to get and the quicker this is going to be what we actually want it to be. Absolutely. And the reason I say it's a gray area is because it is a risk. Like you don't know that it's actually going to work out. But yeah. as an entrepreneur, you're built more on the riskier side rather than the conservative side. Like you have yeah. to be risky if you want to actually make it to that next level. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think what people need to understand is like, if they're at position A and they want to get to position B, they need to take the financials out of it and just look, okay, how do I get to that point? And if this is going to even potentially put me at that point, I'm going to do it, right? You can always go make another thousand dollars. You right. can always go make another 2000 bucks. But like another thing is like, people are always like, oh, well, you know, I, I want to, and this is, this is just like me talking about like social X people that come and inquire and stuff along those lines. And they're like, you know, I need this. I know I need this. I don't have anybody around me. I don't have resources. I don't have assets. I need to figure out what I want to do, how to do this, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, well, perfect. You know, we can work on all those things together. So let's get started. Most of the time it's like, well, I'm not quite ready to get started. I think I'll be ready in a couple months. I'm like, okay, well in a couple months, what's going to change from where you're at now? Probably nothing. So if we can change that today, why would you not move forward? I think it really comes down to like mindset conditioning. If you've never put a dollar towards yourself, when are you going to start? You probably won't. People so are like, afraid to part with that money. Right. I mean, they think that's, that's what's going to save them when in fact, the money is really just a resource. It's a tool. And if you're not using it properly to get to the next level or create money coming in for you, whatever the case is, like it's just never going to happen for you. Yeah. Cause you're going you're gonna to hoard it. You're going to hoard it. You're going to hoard it. It's almost like a, a poison. It's hard to really figure out what you need to spend on at the time. And I think in the beginning, like if you're 20 years old and you're not spending money on yourself, it makes no <laughs> sense to me. Like, you know, if you're, if you're 35, 40 and you've got kids and stuff and you've spent a lot of money on networking, you have a good network, et cetera. And someone goes, Hey, join my mastermind. Like I get it. You know, yeah. maybe that's not the best investment for you. Maybe you're looking at a, you know, a $50,000 mastermind because you need to get around millionaires, right. Or something along those lines. I think when you, when you want to change something in your life, like the biggest thing to do is invest in yourself. If you're not happy with your surroundings, if you're not happy with your financial position, if you're not happy with your business, whatever it is, like invest in yourself because it'll, it'll get you to somewhere else. And the other side to that too is people who, you know, buy all these courses, they invest in all these masterminds, but they don't put the work in that's required to actually get a return on that. Yeah. That's where I'm like, okay, don't invest in yourself because you've shown a history of not really doing anything with it. And yeah. then there's the other side, like you said, where these people who have families, they have kids, they have no money. Like you, in my opinion, family comes first above business. It always will for me. If you can't provide for your family, in my opinion, it's like, okay, it might be kind of selfish if you keep investing in yourself, but like you can't feed your kids. You know, yeah. let's take a step back. But obviously that's, a, those are one-off situations. I think like, if you're in that situation, be open with whoever you're talking to. If they're good people, they're going to help you. Like, I think a lot of people, at least in my, in my experience, like, for example, all people come to me and they're ready to make the investment or whatever. And they're like, oh, I got to, 
I got to go talk to my financial consultant or my whatever. And I'm just financial like, advisor. I'm just like, look, dude, if money is the issue, let's talk about it so we can figure this out. I think I know I can help you. And I know if I can help you, then it's going to come back and do good things for me. So let's figure this out. In the beginning, they were just like, look, I have no money. This is my business. I have kids. I have to make money or else we're, we're going to be homeless, whatever the case is. We're going to help that individual, especially if they want to do it, right? If they don't want to do it, there's nothing we can do. We can't help them. But if they come to us and they're like, look, I love what you guys are doing. This is where I'm at. You know, they're open, they're front up, they're straight up with it. Like, I don't know many entrepreneurs, if they're in the position to help, that won't help. I think like, if anything, if you're in that position, like just be straight up with whoever you're talking to and you're going to get a lot further and you're going to get out of that position a lot quicker too. It's definitely important to invest in yourself, especially when it's the first time because you second guess the investment. You're like, maybe I shouldn't have done this. For me, like I have all these goals to pay down debt. It's like, if investing in myself, is it going to delay that? Or, which it probably would initially, on paper it will, but what money am I going to make as a result of this investment that's going to actually speed up that process? And it's just taking that risk and believing in yourself. And like, I'm a pure numbers guy. So it's like, it's got to make sense on paper, but investments in yourself will never make sense on paper. Just do it. If it feels right. And of course, if you're about to invest a hundred thousand dollars in yourself and you're like, this just internally does not feel right for me, then don't do it. Okay. That's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think short-term losses for long-term gains is something I'm all yeah, into. Exactly. So I want to talk too about social X because social X seems to be like the hot mastermind now, you know, in all seriousness, it is one of the cheaper masterminds, but I want to talk about like the struggles because like you can see the success all day long on social media, you know, going into 2020, what concerns do you see as an entrepreneur? It's all about vision. What do I see happening and being able to see those roadblocks. And then, like we said, who can I pay to show me how to get around those roadblocks before they actually happen? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question, actually. I mean, I guess so first let's talk about 2019. So we started the mastermind. It's December right now, probably about seven months ago. In the beginning, we didn't have a lot of stuff built out. We didn't have a lot of resources, assets. It wasn't a lot of structure, but it was more about the networking and it was more about getting access to the speakers, which was like the initial thing. And we quickly realized that people need structure. People need something to follow. They need a roadmap. They come in and they need help with X, we have a program for X. Going into 2020, we're really, really, really going to be focused on, okay, you need help with personal development here, go down this line. Okay. Hey, you need to help scale your business because for whatever reason you have, you're working 18 hours a day and you have no systems and whatever here, take this line. Okay. You're looking for content creation, you need exposure. You want to get out there, do this. Here's our list of contacts. You know, we're, we're just going to build out the platform to more of suitable for anybody that needs to come in and get something from it. Our biggest struggles in the beginning were thinking that like, you know, the events were going to make money. Events don't make money. They don't. Nine times out of 10, unless you have something built out on the back end. You know, a lot of people don't understand that. You know, there's a lot of people putting on events because they think they're cool, etc. And they do have a lot of upside as far as like branding and you know, the content you get and stuff along those lines and testimonials and that stuff helps put your business forward really quickly. But I think we realized a couple of things and one being like the community is the most important part, like the camaraderie, the, the people in there, you know, the people collaborating, our contact with them, our conversations with them, like that's, that's like literally the most important part. So our biggest struggle is like, how do we continue to do that while scaling? I think another thing is like people join for the connections, right? So we need to make sure that we have really good people in this group. Okay, somebody comes in, you give them a discount, right? 
okay, yeah, look, first month, here's 20% off, whatever it is. Nine times out of 10, that individual doesn't go to the next month. Somebody comes in, they pull up full price, they're there and they're loving it and they're dived in. We're really, really going to start focusing on how we vet people before they come in. The application process, you know, we're going to be done sugarcoating anything when we're talking to people. I think, you know, that's going to be a big thing. And we want to make everybody come together and really, really see the vision of what this community is. Mm-hmm. And I want, I want everybody to look back in five, 10 years when we're all doing really, really, really big things. And we're just like, wow, that's, that's where this started from. So I think, you know, going into 2020, we have a lot of plans that I'm not, I'm not going to necessarily go into because it's, I don't want it out for everybody, but right. we are going to explode in a lot of different areas in the education and the networking and the events, entertainment. I mean, the, this, this community is going to grow in ways that really, really, really just are going to completely shock a lot of people. One of the biggest things too, and this isn't necessarily about the mastermind, but more about events. I think there's a huge issue with people putting people on a stage that have no business being on stage. Yeah. Like I, I have hard times thinking that I belong on a stage or like talking on podcasts and stuff along those lines. And like, you know, I see some of these like young, young kids getting on stage and they look like they're making a million dollars, but they're making $50,000 a year. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Maybe, it's just like, maybe that much. But I think, I think everybody in this entrepreneur space really needs to be careful with who they're getting their information from. That's one of the biggest things that social X does the best is like, we really try and vet the people that come in. We really try and push the right education. We really try and make the right connections for people. And I don't think there's a lot of people doing that necessarily in the right way. We have a very, very clear vision of what we want to do. You know, our our main goal is to impact a million entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. We have every opportunity to do so. And you know, 2020 is really just going to be focused on value. Our whole 2020 is going to be focused on getting amazing case studies. We want to know that we took this person from this to this, right? We want to know that this connection, this company came out of this group. You know, we're, we're just putting, instead of the emphasis on social X, we're going to really transition to the members. Right. Like instead, of, instead of highlighting like our speakers, right? We're going to highlight our members more. We're going to show them in light. We're going to get them more exposure. We're going to figure out more ways to to build them up and push them out through our platform and through our, our network and, you know, our exposure. So it's, I think it's going to evolve in ways that I, I have no clue of right. knowing right now, but dude, I'm just excited, like all, all around. I, I talk to a majority of the members like, you know, week to week and I mean, they're all excited too. And that's just like excitement, momentum, like it builds. Right. And we're going into 2020 with a lot of it. I mean, dude, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited. I think we're going to, I think we're going to knock out a lot of the BSers. And I think we're going to do a lot of good for a lot of people. That's kind of what I got to say. As far as growing pains, you know, there's always growing pains. We're building a better team. You know, we've got a bigger office. We're, we're overhauling our entire, like, internal systems. Like, we're setting all that stuff up. So we're really excited. we got big plans. And, you know, we're going into the, you know, the obvious growing pains of, of building a business. But other than that, I think we're just transitioning the focus from more on us to the members, to the community, making sure that that thrives. When I was in Vegas... Mark Brazil, one of the co-founders of Iconic, he yeah. was there talking and he said power of association is everything. 100%. And that's kind of like what you're building, right? Because for the members, if they can say I'm associated with Social X, you know, it's up to you guys at that point to say we have to make a big name for ourselves and have it built on integrity, values, morals, cutting out all the bullshit and putting in the stuff that actually matters and is actually going to change these people's lives. Because then, like myself, associated with Social X, people are like, oh, dang, if you're associated with that, like that's huge. 
you know, 2020 is going to be incredible for you guys in that space because the power association with social X is going to be like, wow, you you, you got in, I couldn't get in like stuff like that. And that's what y'all want to build. And you want to empower not only the people that are already in social X, but the people that are outside looking in, seeing what you guys are doing and who knows? I mean, these videos you guys post, all this content you're pushing out, it's probably affecting people in ways that you will never know, but you're empowering them in that respect. Yeah. I mean, and look, like whether you're in the community or not, we want to be able to help you. We're going after the entire industry, like the entire market, entire population of young entrepreneurs, business owners, startups, like that's who we're trying to go after. And the community is, if you want to come in and you want hands-on help, you want to get even tighter with the group, you need all these connections, you need the resources, you know, and you really like are ready to go fast. Right. But not everybody's in that position. And that's why we have the application. That's why we do all that stuff. But we're going to be releasing more free content, more free material, more, I mean, dude, we're, we're going to create a hub for people to come to. So when they're ready, they can come into the community. We just want to impact everybody. <laughs> like we, if you're, if you're getting started, we want to be able to give you something that's going to help you in, in as many different ways as we can. So that's why we're going to be doing the free events. We have the free webinars. We have the free trainings, the free courses, like over 2020, like there's going to be so much material going out that can help anybody. And then within the group, we can now allocate, you know, if you're in the group, we can allocate our time. You can ask our team for help. You can go in and say, you know, say you're building a website, you drop it in there. You need credit help. Boom. It's in there. It's just like, that's where you go when you're really ready to move forward. Yep. And you're ready to, you know, take action, right? You're ready to go. So, you know, that'll give you the mentorship, the surroundings, the resources, access to everybody you need. Like that's, that's really where that comes in. And I think being a podcast person like yourself, right? Like these speakers come in, they see you on the call and then all of a sudden makes you a million times more accessible to them. Oh yeah. So now you can just go, Hey dude, I was on the call. Loved it. Thanks so much. Talk to you. Asked a couple questions. Got some really good insight. I'd love to dive in deeper on my podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Power of association is everything, man. It's massive. Actually, a, uh, an interesting example for that is last week, you guys had John Mulat on. And I hopped on really, really late, but I got on, saw like probably like the last 10, 15 minutes of it. And I actually reached out to him after and said, Hey, you know, I wasn't on for very long, but what you did say was, you know, really cool. He's on the podcast this week. He has something that's, it's still in my head. It stuck with me for a while. So he was talking about when he first got started, you know, he's in a super bad place. Like his story is crazy awesome. Mm-hmm. So anyways, got going, started seeing a lot of success and then he started partying like hard spent yeah. all the money. People were sucking money out of him. He was, he was the one front of the tab, dinner, lunch, bars, the clubs, whatever. I asked him a question. I can't remember how exactly that phrase it, but I was like, do you think it was because of the people around you and like who you associated with when you got to that point and you started feeling comfortable? And he basically said, he was like, yeah. So when you start seeing success, it's super easy to get comfortable. because so you have money coming in. There's a lot of your stresses that were from before are not there anymore. You know, you have different stresses, but they're not, they're not like, I can't eat today. Anyways, when he got to that point, he had all these people around him that were kind of comfortable and in that position to party, right? And that's what they all they wanted to do. And that's easy to fall back into because you're going to level up through kind of the different networks or different circles of people. And then he got into that circle and they basically co-signed like, yo, it's okay. You can party, you can drink, front the tab, whatever, et cetera. And he realized that all these people were kind of just like sucking time, money, energy out of him. And that was like his next barrier. Okay, now where do I get out of this group to go to the next? Because these guys just like to party. 
you know, yeah. they're all making decent money or whatever. They just like to party. It's so easy to fall back into something, even when you have success. And like, mm-hmm. that shows you like, even when you're successful, there's wrong groups to be in. Oh yeah. 100%. Look at the Wolf of Wall Street, you know, yeah. I mean, right. he went to yeah. prison, you know? So yeah. I think too, you know, going along with that is like people see success and they inherently increase their lifestyle to mirror that success. Grant Cardone has this thing where when he first started getting successful, however many years ago, he's like, I was driving a used car and I had a million dollars in my bank account. No one would have ever known. That's how you get rich and successful is you continue to increase your top line, but you still live like you're broke. Right. If you keep that humility and realize that you don't know everything and you're still at the very bottom, once you see that success, you know, coupled with that mentality, like you're going to keep moving forward regardless. Yeah. Takes, you know, daily consistent action. I think honestly, like for this podcast, it's a super, super good topic to kind of go into. And so when I first got started, you know, I started making some money. All I wanted to do was like flex. I would make like $10,000 or whatever it was a month. And I would spend nine of it on a new TV, Gucci, whatever. And I was broke. I was really forcing myself to be broke. And I think like, dude, the biggest thing that I see right now is like a lot of people in this younger entrepreneur community, like they'll make a shitload of money really quick. You know, whether it's luck or whatever, they they make a bunch of money real fast and they spend it all just to feel relevant and just to prove kind of a point. And like, it's really hard not to when you're young because all of your friends are talking crap about you and like, oh, he thinks he's going to make it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And like, if you don't have those things, like you didn't make it, whatever the case, you know what I mean? Like, so... But a lot of these younger people, like, they don't realize that, like, that money's not always going to be there. Every single time you have a huge up, you're going to have a huge down. So, like, you need that money. You need that money to actually float your business. You need to be able to pay people, like, payroll, et cetera. So, like, I think, you know, if, if you're younger and you're listening, like, just get past that point and you're going to make it a lot, lot easier for yourself. And you're going to make a lot more money. Instead of spending money on Gucci shoes, go get freaking Adidas. Yeah, they look better too than Gucci shoes in my opinion. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Whatever the case, I'm just using Gucci. I mean, I don't think I have anything <laughs> Gucci, but like what I'm saying is like, like go get something that's normal that you're comfortable with wearing and is nice enough to, you know, not break right away and whatever. And then a year down the road when all of that compounds and the smart spending compounds and the, you know, the, the buffer in your bank account compounds and all those things, you're going to be able to make investments really easily. Oh yeah. And that's going to set you up for, way more success than your friends patting you on the back like nice belt nice whatever like it's just like doesn't make any sense if you're if you're if you're making your first hundred thousand dollars and you spend four thousand dollars on a bag what are you joking are you kidding me (laughs) you know like it's it and i think one thing too like you'll probably agree with this is like no one really realizes like how little like a hundred thousand dollars actually is or $50,000 actually, or a million even, or even freaking 2 million. You know what I mean? Like it's not a lot. It's not a lot of money. It's not a lot of money in the grand scheme of things. And like, if you, if you do something good with it, then yes, it's a lot of money because it can make a lot more money and it can set you up for a lot of really good things, but that money can go easy. Extremely easy. I mean, think about it this way, man, you can make a million dollars a year and still be broke. If I make a million dollars a year, you would look at me and be like, dude, you got it made. Like you're a millionaire. It's like, no, well, I actually spent $999,000 of that on shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm broke. You know, like the, it's a fact of the matter. And yeah. people place, and this is where I have a hard time seeing of people justify buying expensive things because it's their brand. I have a hard time seeing that because 
you are breaking the bank, assuming that someone is going to see that and it's going to be attractive enough for them to say, I'm going to give you all my money because I want what you have. I think it purely comes into what position you're in, to be completely honest, because I think that does work. I'm not going to lie. Like social media is, is, is very dangerous game. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a dangerous game. Like I'm, you know, in the early stages, if you're trying to do that and it's coming out of a position where now you, you can't eat or like you can't, yeah. whatever, you know what I mean? Like exactly ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. But if you get down the road and like, you know, your personal brand needs to build in order for you to build your business and build businesses and continue and get on more stages and do a lot of these things. Like sometimes it's necessary. It, yeah. it really is. Like, I'm not saying go buy like designer clothes and all that stuff. You got to show the, like the lifestyle that you're able to live because of what you have built over the last five, 10 years. Right. And like, right. I think that works super, super well. Like if I'm 30 and I'm a multimillionaire and the last 10 years I've grinded my face off and like all these people are in that position still grinding their face off, grinding their face off, grinding their face off. Like, Hey guys, look, I'm living proof. You know what I mean? It has to come from somewhere where it's genuine, but like, I think showing the lifestyle of what you reap when you work extremely hard is, is something good for people to see as long as it's done properly and it's done right, right away. It's got to be done properly. I think too many people, I completely agree with you that 90% of the people that do it do it the completely wrong way. Yeah, exactly. Like they, they have see it on, Gucci shoes on. with a Gucci belt, with a Gucci backpack and a rented private plane. And <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like that is absolutely ridiculous. It's stupid. It's creating this, in my sense, it's false advertising because you see it on Facebook. You've got these 18 year olds posting next to a rented Lamborghini. You've got these girls, they probably paid to be there in bikinis. <laughs> You're holding like a Gucci bag and it's like, okay, let me see your bank account. It's probably negative, sure. to be honest here. And you're yeah. just painting this false image of like what success looks like. But I do agree, if you've like worked your ass off and like you can't afford these things comfortably, then yeah, show it. Because you're showing at that point like hard work does pay off. You just got to put in the hours and the time to make it to this point. But sure. people do it backwards. They like to show what success looks like before they've actually I'm reached the it. pinnacle of success. There you go. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that. Yeah. It's, it's definitely something that a lot of people are going to learn the hard way for sure. Yeah. So we'll I mean, I've been, I've been learned like, I, dude, I used to spend all my money as soon as I got it. Camera equipment and computers, new stuff for my, like, I, I don't know. It's because it, like, I never had the money. So like, I just, as soon as I got it, I was like, oh, wait, I can do this. Like, yeah. sure. Quickly realized that's not what you need to do at all. Mm. But I think purely with this podcast is like, you don't need to necessarily save your money you need to put some away and you need to be smart with it, but you need to spend properly. Like the whole thing about depreciating assets and all that stuff, like go read like rich dad, poor dad. And like, you know, like, I mean, I, I just started reading that book and it's, it's amazing, but like, there's a lot of stuff out there that'll kind of show you the proper way to spend. And a lot of your podcasts I listen to, it's like, what, what's your, what's the worst thing that you spent money on? What Dude, is it? For me, I'll give you two answers. One, I bought a car when I had no way of affording it. Yeah. I bought a truck. So I bought a truck in school when I was paying rent on a credit card. <laughs> it, was, it was awful, dude. I, it, was, it was so stupid. And I ended up getting a motorcycle too with that. With like my brother, uh, he bought a motorcycle and I ended up getting it and I was riding it through college and stuff. So I was paying for that too. So the truck definitely was the wrong thing to do. Like if you look at it, and you're in school and you can walk places and all that stuff. You don't need a car. And, and that's kind of what position I was in. Like I really didn't need a truck or anything, but I wanted mm -hmm. a truck because I don't know. I want a truck. So <laughs> got the truck and it, it definitely, it, 
freaking destroyed me for dude like two years. And then I ended up selling it, getting another car. Second thing, and this is more business oriented, is like I was investing money into the wrong people. And I'll kinda I'll kinda like let that like sink in a little bit. Like when I was getting started, all I did was hire my friends. That's it. Like, hey guys, I have this awesome business, come work with me, I'll pay you, blah, 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 blah. And it was like the demise of like social summit. Like it like I was making money paying it to people that I thought I could trust at the time. Great people. Right. But just had no business experience or no work ethic. Right. And I was putting all of that money back into them when I could have been putting it into, you know, say uh, one employee that could do all of it or into the business or into myself or whatever. So I was paying all of these people certain things for certain stuff that they were doing. No work was getting done. So there was a couple of things wrong. Like I didn't obviously have systems set up to track and manage them and do all that stuff. But when you're getting started, stay away from working with your friends unless they're there and then from the beginning and they've helped you build it up. And there's, there's certain contingencies to that, but stay away from bringing your friends on, stay away from just handing people equity because that's a huge mess. I, especially when I see a lot of these like younger startups is like Rick, James, Nick, Charlie, Luca, and whatever. And they all have 20% equity and like, they're all friends and they all work together. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm talking to you, but what, what does everybody else do? Like, oh, well, you know, they don't really do much, but you know, I really want to see this business go. It's like, well, why did you give everybody 20%? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's, I think that's something that a lot of young people do is they start their company and they think the only way to incentivize people to come in is, with equity when in, in really they what they should have done is start themselves gotten a little bit of cash flow you know hired one of them then hired the next person etc so or just hire a va to do a majority of the work <laughs> I, I wish i knew about VAs back in the day because that would have been <laughs> sick would have saved me tons of money so yeah, uh, i think we're, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and start wrapping up here but sure. we've talked about social x a lot and obviously mm-hmm. being a co-founder you're pretty close knit with that so I want to yeah. give you an opportunity to give, you know, a 30 to 45 second pitch of what social X actually is. So if you're in a position where you have a side gig or you're working a nine to five and you really want to get into a project or you're a business owner, you're seeing some success. I think this is one of the best investments you can make for yourself. And the reason I say that is because of the community that we have. If you need to get on podcasts, there's five or six people in the group that run great podcasts. If you need exposure, if you need content, if you need web design, if you need marketing help, if you need sales help, if you want better scripts, if you want systems, if you want, I mean, we basically crowdsource from all of our businesses to help build the community's business, which is everybody's. So if I need help with something before social X, I wouldn't know where to go. Now I take two seconds, I drop it in the group and it's done. Somebody comes to me and they give me a call. So I would say if you're in the position where you're really ready to go to the next level or you need help getting the next level, you need help putting in systems, you need help with staffing, you need help with the people that are surrounded, you know, surrounding you, we're the community that helps facilitate that. And we're hands-on, the group's hands-on, the team's hands-on. The group is completely catered to the needs of the members. Myself, my business partner, you know, we're not, we're not gurus, but we're facilitators. Like if you need to help with something, we're going to get it done and we're going to make sure that it gets done properly. And I mean, the best part is I'm, I'm a part of the group as much as I am a, a founder and a part owner of the company without kind of pitching it. I mean, I just, if, if you're, if you're in any of those positions and you really want to start seeing success and growth and opportunities or say you're lost and you're just looking for direction, 
I mean, we're, we can help you do that and we'll make sure of it. And if you're, you know, if you're not in the financial position, still come contact us. Brady will have all our contact information below, but yep. we, we, you know, we want to see entrepreneurs thrive and we want to help you guys out. And if we can tear down a lot of those walls that you're going to run through blindlessly, if, if we don't, we're going to do so. So love it. I love it. Yeah, guys, if you, uh, if this interests you in any way, go to socialxevents.com and apply and book a call with them. Tell them you came from this podcast. So Aaron, before we wrap up completely, just started ending with this. Segment. You probably listened to it in J cabs. It's going to be like a speed round. Okay. I'm going to ask you five random questions and you have five to 10 seconds to answer. Probably nothing to do with the podcast, but it's just, it is what cool. it is. So first one up in and out or what a burger. Mm. In and out. So you're with a girl. Would you rather have Netflix and chill or go to a party? Netflix and chill. This is actually kind of kind of business related. What's more important, lead generation or sales? Mm. Lead generation, but because you can't get you can't get sales without lead generation. There we go. Would you rather have no thumbs or no ears? I gotta have my ears. <laughs> I don't need my thumbs, man. And then I actually posted this on my Instagram story and you responded to it. What's more valuable, yourself or your time? Mm. I mean, I think I think your time because your time is gonna ultimately come back to yourself. So how you're spending your time is ultimately gonna impact you. So I think time comes first. It's an interesting debate because Jacob said yourself and Greg draws down last time too. also said yourself. So yeah, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up completely. Where can my audience find you on social media and find social X on social media? Yeah. So social X is social X events, um, underscore. Um, and then you guys can go to social um, learn more. There's a bunch of free material on there too. So if you're looking for some free training, definitely go check that out. My personal Instagram, you can obviously reach out to me. Um, I'm always available as Aaron with two N's underscore plot. And uh, if you can find me a better at name, I will happily pay for it because I need one. <laughs> so I'm open for suggestions. Love it. I'll link the social media and website in the show notes. Uh, as always, thanks for listening guys. And Aaron, thanks for coming on. Hey, thank you so much, man. Appreciate yep. it. Thanks for listening, guys. I post episodes every Monday and Thursday, and those are available on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, or any other major podcasting platform. So listen to us there. Give us a follow on social media, Facebook and Instagram, and let us know what you thought of the episode. We'll catch you next time.